Welcome back to Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze. I am guest host, the Silver Scorpion, and here is the star of the show, Bobby Blaze. Thank you there, uh, Silver Scorpion. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Um, that sounds an awful like Jeremy, but... No, 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 no. It's very different. I am a crime-fighting pro wrestling podcaster. Jeremy is an ex-plumbing salesman. Very different. Very different. Okay. Well, welcome back to the uh, Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze podcast. Um, I've had the brain on. I've had hot stuff on a co-host. I've had, jeez, uh, the franchise. And today I'm blessed to have, uh, blessed, I don't even know if that's the fucking word. The, the, the Silver Scorpion is with yep, me, folks, yep. I guess. Um, I, I, Bobby, I get confused for a lot of people. Sometimes people say I sound like Dusty Rhodes and look like Magnum TA. Other times people say I'm probably Ole Anderson with a microphone. But none of Damn. those are true. None of those are true. Well, what was I, I? I'm sensing that there's something different about you. I'm not really sure what it is, but I don't. Okay, so it's, it's the silver scorpion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so if someone spotted you walking around, would they know? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm easy to pick out. I've got a gray trench coat with a big silver scorpion on the back, a gray mm-hmm. fedora, and a, a silver luchador's mask. Kind of sounds like the mask uh, debater to me, but uh, that's okay. That, that was that uh, was my name in high school. Okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. You want a lot of debates, I understood that, yeah. yeah exactly. Okay, yeah. well, uh, Silver Scorpion, <laughs> you know, let's go with it there, man. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, this is episode number eight. We've got a, uh, a good topic today. We've got a top ten about theme songs I think we're going to get to in just a minute. Of course, we got some shout-outs and stuff we're going to do, but our theme's going to be uh, 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 musical musicals. Fuck, this ain't high school musical or glee. It's fucking the podcast is Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze and a Silver Scorpion. And today's topic is going to be uh, theme music and intric music, the top ten. And let me just throw this out there. We really appreciate all the good fans. Um, I'm just going to put this out as my shout-outs and come back to you, Scorpion. Sure. Um, I'm going to put this out there. I want to give some shout-outs to California. They're number one out there with the most listeners. Kentucky where women are women and sheep are nervous mm-hmm. is number two. And then number three is France. That's right. We're worldwide, and we have a lot of listeners over in France. So uh, uh, bienvenue, I think that means welcome, and uh, merci beaucoup. I think that means uh, thank you very much in French, and, of course, that's some hillbilly French. But also I'll put over our markets, so all the market, top market right now, is out California, San Francisco, San Jose, and Oakland. Thank you, good listeners out there. We appreciate that. And number two market is the uh, Charleston and Huntington, West Virginia area. And uh, when Jeremy was a co-host on here, he thought, uh, he said, Charleston, that must be down in South Carolina. And I said, no, no, no. I said, that's 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 my home area generally. Uh, I'm, I'm near on the border, and that's the stations we get in the TV market. Uh, Charleston, West Virginia, and Huntington, West Virginia. And West Virginia, um, you know, I like a lot of people up there, but I'm going to tell you this, Jeremy. I hope I never if, – if I was ever propositioned by – a girl wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm, oh, well, I'm, okay. I'm not what? Jeremy. I'm not what? Jeremy. This is the oh, Silver Scorpion. You got to keep scorpion. that straight. Okay, I'm just saying. You're going to say something to Jeremy, and I'm not going to be listening because I didn't hear my name. Silver Scorpion? Yes. Okay, well, I was just going to say, I just wanted to, you know, tell everyone thanks. We appreciate it. Um, but it was the Charleston 
Jeremy heard it and reported it to me. So I'm reporting it to you. Our markets were San Francisco, San Jose, and Oakland was number one market. And the number two market was Charleston and Huntington, and that's West Virginia. So uh, uh, that's on a border over here in Kentucky. So thank you so very much for listening, and uh, we'll pick up from there. Uh, my next shout-out, I'm going to go real quickly, and I'm going to come back to you, Scorpion, is this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like a cheap plug, but it's not meant to be. I want to give a shout-out to the good brothers over at Collar and Elbow. And if you go to collarandelbow.com, um, look them up on Twitter at Collar and Elbow. They have a Facebook page as well. I'm a sponsored a- athlete with them. And if you use the code word BLAZE, B-L-A-Z-E, all caps, you get 10% off your order. It's where pro wrestling uh, fashion meets street fashion. Uh, but my main thing, again, I don't want to give a cheap plug there, but I did for the, for the company because there's some really good people involved in that. And the two I want to mention are uh, Al Snow and Rod Hicks, and they've been really good to me throughout my career. Al's been a friend of mine for, oh, geez, 25 years now probably. Um, he had his tryout match with me in Smoky Mountain, uh, done a lot of good business with Al. I love out of death. And then a few years back, I met this young man named Rod Hicks, and, and man, Rod's just a good brother, and I appreciate them both. So go over and visit the Collar and Elbow, and that's not sponsored, you know, by me. I'm just I'm just giving them a plug because, man, they deserve it. Um, they put us over on Twitter, and they're just good, good dudes. And I think um, there's a couple other people. I, I know there's a couple other people involved. I'm just kind of drawing a blank on them. But that's my shout-outs, and I just want to throw it back to you, Scorpion. Sure. Welcome to the show, Silver Scorpion. Give me some of your shout-outs from what you see on a Twitter feed, at the Geekish class, Cast or at BobbyBlaze744 or at bell to bell blaze on Twitter. What's some? Give me some shout-outs there, man. Oh, God. I mean, there's so many. Um, you know, we're getting we're – getting, Retweets currently are coming from guys like Wide Men Can't Jump, a, a podcast I know you are familiar with. Yes, good dude. Um, I mean, just a lot of stuff is coming up. I mean, you know, the GoFundMe's going well. We're almost halfway to the goal there. Um, I do have to apologize. If you hear any dogs barking in the background, Jeremy's dogs are actually here at the Scorpion's Nest with me while he is in hiding. Um, I Where do the want fuck's he in hiding out? What? Well, he. Uh, so, well, I, I was going to get around to this. I, okay. I don't. I don't know uh, if you've seen it, but our uh, our director of graphics uh, back at uh, the uh, Bell to Bell Blaze Towers has put together some short videos on uh, YouTube, and one of the pieces they pulled and made a video for was where Jeremy basically said Bret Hart uh, had it coming when he got the Montreal screw job. So uh, a couple things happened, and I, you know, some mail came in for Jeremy, and I'm going to read one of them right now. This Please is, do. yeah, this is a little little email that came in. It's, hey Jeremy, go fuck yourself, a eh? sign the people of Canada. So <laughs> Jeremy then called me, being as how I'm the only crime fighting pro wrestling podcaster on the planet, and asked me if I could do both security and fill in uh, hosting today. So Jeremy is uh, in hiding because apparently the entire country of Canada. Uh, is hot on his heels after this Bret Hart thing. So, you know, that being said, I opened up the secret lair, let him and the dogs come in, and he's going to stay here till it all blows over. Now that's making sense. Yes, mm-hmm. that's how you tie it all together. So uh, continue with a couple more shout-outs if need be. Well, I, I Wonderful job. Wonderful. Yeah, I, I can't give shout-outs to everybody because my list of shout-outs uh, would be brand new since this is my first time hosting. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to take the one that you're going to do at the end of the show. So we're just going to roll through, and then next week I'll have a better list. How's that sound? 
I did. Sounds good, man. That sounds good. Let's, you know, let's do this <clears throat> real quickly. Uh, the list today, and it's not always, folks, let me tell you, it's real quickly. We, we, this is really working for us, and, and we're just kind of like a grassroots type podcast getting started. We love pro wrestling. We've talked about a lot of things over the last, this is episode eight. We're going to do top ten uh, songs or theme music from uh, pro wrestling, but we're not always going to do a top 10. We're not always going to do pro wrestling. Uh, more likely we are, because that's what we know a lot about, but we're, we're going to do some entertaining, some books, and the different topics. But today's topic, man, with songs, that just crosses so many genres and brings so many good people together like pro wrestling does. So with that, we're going to come in and do our top 10. This is kind of a um, uh, I think there's some fans give us a lot of good feedback at the hashtag BBBB, and I wanted to get that trending one day, and I don't know if we ever will, but that would be nice to do, that everyone that, that blends in, because we've had some good feedback, use the hashtag BBBB, and we'll go to our top 10, and we'll start with number 10, if you don't care, uh, Scorpion. Do, nope. you, do you know what number 10 was? Because I spoke with Jeremy a little bit behind the scenes, and he was agreeable on number 10. Oh, I yeah, I've seen the list. I think everybody okay, can agree okay. on it. I know that Jeremy had some input, you had some input, and some yes. of the listeners of the show suggested some of these, which caused us to re-scramble part of the list right before we went on the air. Yes. Uh, but number 10 is Real American by Derringer for Hulk Hogan. Nice. It has a crunchy guitar riff at the beginning that you cannot mistake for anything else. And I'll tell you what, back in the day when this song played, the crowd hit its fucking feet. Yes, absolutely, man. Yeah. That's a good top. That's a good number 10 spot for Hogan, I think. I, I think so. Um, you know, Hogan, he's always one that I don't, I don't know how other people feel. Again, it's my first time on the show, so I don't have a lot of background on this. But Hulk Hogan gets shit on a lot when he doesn't deserve it, but he also gets held up in places where he probably shouldn't be. You know, he's not as good or as bad as people seem to think. Yeah. And he should always be, if there's a top ten list of wrestling, he should be in there unless it's like hair grooming or something. <laughs> yeah, uh, I agree. I agree. That's, that's, a, that's a point well made and a point well taken. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, now, I know a guy that used to help me on here. He came in one day, and I know he loves this next guy. And so I'm imagining he probably likes this next guy that comes in at number nine, his theme music. And that is, who do you have written down? Because well, I'm going I'm to let you tell me what Jeremy told you. Well, num- number nine is Ravishing Rick Rude with the song Simply Ravishing. Um, now, Jeremy and I disagree a little bit on Rick Rude. You know, Jeremy loves those heel, those cocky heel characters. Uh, but I am a crime fighter, and Rick Rude seems like some kind of criminal to me. Maybe <laughs> even a, a smooth criminal. But uh, he also used that song in WCCW, Smooth Criminal by Shot A. So I like, you know, I'll go with both of those. But Rick Rude, that stripper music would start playing. <laughs> He'd come out, hit the ring, and do his little, you know, shake his moneymaker dance. Uh, and then sexually assault a crowd member. It was a great entrance, a great entrance for a heel, but it was just a great entrance in general. The one thing that does happen to me is when I think about his music, sometimes I get it confused with Val Venus, but that's because Val Venus stole Rick Rude's character. And that's a yes. Good yeah. point. Damn, Scorpion, I'm going to have to have you back more, uh, provided you don't get any hate mail after this episode. Well, but, uh, yeah. yeah, let's see what happens here. That's going to take us to number eight. And that is Prompt and Circumstance by the Macho Man. Ooh, yeah! 
Can you dig it? Yeah. Um, I, I, I can't even really talk about Macho Man that much. He was just one of the greats, period. He was a fucking lunatic, but even when he was a, a heel, people cheered him. And when he was a face, the crowd went nuts for him. And people couldn't decide if him or Hulk Hogan should be the face of the promotion at the time. Macho Man was just one of the best. That song, Pomp and Circumstance, as soon as those those what are those those notes at the beginning would hit, and it just fucking went nuts. I could feel it in my stomach when he was getting ready yeah. to come out, and that music would start. My arm hairs would raise up. It was just yeah. great. I met the Macho Man the first time in 1978 when I was 15 years old, and you all can do the math out there. But, yeah, they used to do uh, ICW, International Championship Wrestling, while I was Lexington, Kentucky, down on uh, Toronto Road. And they, they came on, and um, they come to Ashland, Kentucky. They had these monthly towns, uh, Macho Man, Leaping Lady Poffo, The Dad Demiser, uh, Hustler Rip Rogers, the Devil's Duo. Uh, but anyway, I met the Macho Man. Yeah, I'm a 15-year-old kid. He's standing there in a pair of sweatpants, uh, tucked into a pair of cowboy boots, and this dead of winter and a T-shirt. And he just looked so damn jacked back then, you know. But he actually talked to me and a couple of my buddies while he was standing there between matches. He didn't break character, nothing like that. But, man, he was like, you know, we was like, look at your arms, man. He goes, why well, they call me the Macho Man? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and then we was like, you know, did you, who haven't you beat? And he goes, um, he, he said, I beat them all. And I, I can't remember who it was. They said, yeah, I bet you haven't beat Andre the Giant because uh, he's undefeated. He goes, oh, yeah, I beat that giant down in Atlanta, Georgia, in the Omni. Yes, I did, uh-huh. Yeah. And just kind of walked away, man. And um, so I got to see him over the years and, and got to know him once I got involved in professional wrestling. And and um, I talked a little bit about that pin me pay. We about, about had a head-on collision somewhere out there on the road, man. Um, couldn't tell you what town it was, but we was in uh, one of the arenas. And um, the bathroom floor, I opened the door and about took a big bump, man. It was just like flooded with water and piss and whatever. Yeah. So I walked over, used the urinal. And I turn, and right as I go to grab the door, because it's got probably four or five stalls there, four or five, six. And we're, like I said, we're in the back of the arena. So right as I started to grab the door cautiously, uh, it burst open, and boom, there slid the macho man. He was pushing when I was pulling, and we about did a double knock. Because <laughs> the floor was so good. He goes, oh, yeah. And I put my hand out to catch him, and I kind of caught each other. We, we kind of gripped each other's hand, kind of in a Hogan savage moment, if you will. But uh, he goes, oh, yeah, the macho man of Bobby Blaze about doing a double knockout right here in the men's room. Oh, yeah. And just it didn't even break character. And I walked over and sat down, and Scott Armstrong was sitting there laughing. He goes, what was that about? I go, man. And I was laughing. I go, man, I go, me and macho man, I took a bump up to that floor, and it's fucking soaked. And I said, he was pushing on the door, and I was pulling it. There was no resistance because I was pulling. He's pushing. And we both just slid and about done a double knockout. Oh. And he just. Uh, anyway, so back to the list. Damn, so you get me going, man. Well, hold on, hold uh, on. Before before we get off of that yeah, one. Yeah, sorry, man. I just did, want to tell no, you no, about no, no, that. No. Yeah, did, yeah, did, yeah. Did, in your experience, or do you know of, did Macho Man ever break character? Because he always struck me as a dude who was always on. Someone told me one time they met Randy Savage, and he wasn't like that. And, and this was a fan, and um, they was trying to tell me, uh, they've told me, you know, fans tell me stuff all the time, and, and I just got tired of telling people the truth. Because if you knew, 
Here's another Macho Man story. I never wrestled the Macho Man. The closest I come to wrestling him was in that restroom at restroom at time I just now told you about. But according to one fan, they said, yeah, I remember you wrestled a Macho Man in Paintsville, Kentucky. And uh, I threw a snow cone at him because he was beating you up. And he jumped out. And I'm like, well, I don't know if I can plan it. You're from or what program you're watching. But anyway, dream one, kid. Dream one. But uh, so, yeah, Macho Man, like I said, I met him when I was 15. I met him again when I was about 25, uh, met him again when I was about 27. And when I met him at those times, it was just like brief introductions. How are you? Nice to see you, whatever. Saw him in a gym a few times in Tampa. Got the WCW, worked there with him for three years. So over about a 15 to 18 year period, I never once saw him break character. So that's that, you know. Some fan tells me they saw him out of character. Well, maybe you did, but I didn't. I saw Randy the Macho Man Savage in character living the gimmick, brother, every time I saw him. And that's a straight shoot. Yeah, that's that's the way it always seemed. And, you know, we might as well keep rolling here. And speaking of living your gimmick, let's oh, go yeah. with number seven, Nature Boy Ric Flair with Also Sprock Zarathustra by Strauss. Is that Space Odyssey 2000 that, that I told yes. you pre-show? Please repeat that back for me again. The Nature Boy Ric Flair, and what is the name of that song? Also, Sprock Zarathustra, written by Strauss. There was a book written by Frederick Nietzsche called The Spoke Zarathustra. Yes. And this is kind of, well, you, you, you know that. <laughs> I did, actually. Yeah, I'm we talking to five probably both have read a little bit of uh, yeah. There, yes. So when Strauss wrote this song, it was also, in English, it's also spoke Zarathustra, but it's in German. It's also Sprock Zarathustra. Okay. Damn, I'm getting an education today. Mm-hmm. Always learning, man. Yes, yeah, so number seven, Ric Flair's Space Odyssey 2000. That's right. <laughs> theme <And> song. <laughs> the thing with this is, so like Macho Man, Hogan's music, they fucking hit, and they hit hard, and they're crunchy, and everybody gets up and screams. Ric Flair's music starts, and it's almost like a religious experience. You are driven to your feet, but in a sense of awe and expectation, and not just raw primal energy. When Ric Flair comes to the fucking ring, you know you are watching the man go to the ring. Now, that being said, I'm also a crime fighter, so I have to warn everybody, don't loan Ric Flair money. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. Damn, man. Well, man, I'll tell you what, I think you're going to be getting some fucking hate mail, man. I'm just telling you that right there. Are you kid to the Black Scorpion by chance? Uh, um, I, I <laughs> he had a little run-in with Ric Flair himself. Oh, uh, well, he, he had more than a run-in with Ric Flair. He yeah. was ran by Ric Flair, so to speak. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, well, you know what, though? You bring up a good point, man. It, it was. It's like when that music hit, man, you know, it's like a religious experience if you could, you know, there. it's just that that energy, a yep. whole lot different energy, let's say that. And that's going to be a good segue to these next few intros, man, are really talk about some energy. You know, uh, I'm going to go right on to number six because we actually have a, um, uh, I think this is right in the middle because this is where it really kind of changes just a little bit from those big stars that were, you know, started off in the 70s and hit those big 80s and early 90s with, you know, all the big, when the TV cable really started having the Monday Night Wars and, and just really all that. But this next one, when his music hit, 
especially at Mid-South. And then, of course, he took it on the road to the WWF, uh, WWE now. The JYD, Junkyard Dog, another one bites the thump with that thump, 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 thump with that hit, man. There, I was I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday. He's he's from Canada, but lives in the states now. And you know, Canada kind of had like you had the WWF or you had you know uh, Stampede. Those are your pro wrestling shows that you could watch. You know, okay. And and we were talking about how in the South, he's like, when I lived in Texas, he goes, I couldn't believe, you know, Friday Saturday nights would roll up and this girl and her sisters and their mom and everybody's going to going to wrestling. Everybody's going to wrestling. I, All I said, to wrestling. Yeah, and I told him, I said, well, you got to remember, man, before, before the USFL and the NFL combined, before expansion teams, before all this shit, a lot of these little southern communities, they had Friday night high school football, Saturday wrestling, or Sunday wrestling, depending on where you were. Right. But you didn't have a pro team that you could drive to. So pro wrestling... That was your local hometown sport. Those were your guys. Yeah. And back in the days, there was a time where it was it was segregated for a long time, too. I, when you get a guy like Junkyard Dogs, we were talking about Sputnik, Sputnik Monroe and how he yeah, basically yeah. Frank Sinatra in Tennessee. You know, like, hey, my fans are here, and if you're right. not going to let them sit in the crowd, I ain't wrestling tonight, you know? Yeah. Everybody's um, green, you yeah. know? That's yeah, it. Yeah. And I we were talking, I said, like, Junkyard Dog, who was – Never, never in the WWF as big as he had been in, say, Louisiana and those areas. But could you wow. imagine being in some little backwoods community and you're a black kid in the South and all you've ever seen is growing up black in the South and, you know, fucking Cousin Hump, Alabama or wherever. And then fuck me, man. Here comes Junkyard Dog and he's kicking everybody's ass. That's your fucking hero right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's great. And I'm going to tell you, and I got this. I'm going to give a shout out real quick to the uh, uh, book in the territory, Mike and those guys over there. They brought this up, and um, it's from 1981. And since we're on JYD, or as uh, J- uh, Iron Sheik, you say, JVD, JVD, my brother. But anyway, that's not the greatest Sheik impression. Uh, but anyway, in 1981, I think it was, Mike Mills was uh, – on the podcast talking about him and I spoke off the air. We may have done a Patreon um, together about it uh, where he mentioned. Either way, Mike was telling me they did a uh, poll in a the newspaper there. I'm not sure the name of it, Louisiana, um, but they did a poll and who was the most popular sports star. I think the year was 1981. It was Archie Manning who had played for New Orleans Saints. It was Pistol Pete Maravich, who had played for the New Orleans Jazz basketball team. So there's football and basketball. Now, you was talking about these southern towns, like, you know, where I'm at, where I grew up at, we didn't have a pro team. You know, pro wrestling was our thing when people came. Like I said, when I was talking about the Macho Man, you know, I saw real professional athletes coming to town. And then the third choice, and this is in New Orleans, of course, when you're talking backwards, way out in Louisiana, they got them papers, they saw that TV, and they had them big shows at the Silverdome. But the third person to poll was Junkyard Dog. And Mike said unanimously over a pro football player, Archie Manning, who was a legend, the, the legend of Pete Maravich from LSU to, to play for the Jazz. And Junkyard Dog unanimously ran away with the, the most popular athlete in New Orleans. 
and it might, I guess it's maybe the entire state for whatever they ran the poll for. But I think uh, I think that's incredible, man. What what he done for the sport of professional wrestling, and uh, and, and getting fans interaction. That's why I say it, thump thump thump. When he came, if you watch any old Mid South, there it was, man. Them huge pops. And that's all them fans just you know really, you know seeing that like you said Friday Night Lights. And then depending where you're at, you got your Saturday afternoon, maybe Sunday afternoon pro wrestling, but you had that pro wrestling show yeah. uh, that might come to your town. You know, uh, they might be on a Monday on a spot show or they might be on you know, Tuesday, a regular part of the loop or whatever. But them guys came man, you got to see real professional athletes. And then, like you say, to see a black man, you know, see uh, uh, JYD, an African-American man and, and all you've seen white people. And then this this guy comes to your town, man. I mean, my God, them guys. Them kids must have been going crazy. Oh, yeah. I you know, so imagine. that's cool, man. That's and, real, good points. Good yeah. points. Well, I'm just going to do an aside. Now, Queen is one of my favorite bands of all time. Yeah. Um, and uh, your your other co-host, Jeremy, is actually going to be on a Flash Gordon podcast this week because that's one of his favorite movies, soundtracked by Queen. In the days when Another One Bites the Dust came out, it got a lot of airplay on R&B or quote-unquote black stations because people heard that bass line and just assumed they were black guys. Oh, really? Yes. Interesting, interesting. So wow. that's I, Queen, I, I just think you know they did some of the greatest soundtracks of all time, but also yeah. just some of the most anthem, well, what do you even call it? Fuck, I mean, their music for anthems. You know what's coming out in November, don't you? Oh, that, that biopic. That's going to That's be, right, man. Yeah. That's right. Bohemian Rhapsody's coming out. I think De Niro and I think the drummer uh, for Queen is both for uh, helping with the production of it. I could be wrong. Yeah. But uh, uh, producers or whatever the fuck they do. But anyway, yeah, Queen, man. So I never knew that, though, about getting a lot of play on the uh, R&B station and people thinking that. But, yeah. yeah. People thought, wow, yeah. Good stuff, man. Um, what was the th- oh, and I, I saw some pictures of Remy Malik as Freddie Mercury, and it is spooky how much okay. they look like. Yeah. Um, and did you know that Brian May, the guitarist from Queen, is the dean of astrophysics at Oxford? No, I did not. Yeah, that was literally a band of rocket scientists. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right on, man. Yeah. Right on. We better move on, man. Yeah. JYD. Wow. Okay, so I'll let you, uh, Scorpion. Bring up this next number five. How's that? You break us into the top yeah, five. Yeah, absolutely. Please. Yeah, this 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 whole thing makes you wonder how Clark Kent's kept this up for 80 years, huh? <laughs> Fuck. Um, okay, number five. And, and Jeremy's dogs are barking in the background now because they know what a kick-ass song's coming That's up. That's right. And dogs are supposed to bark, man. God this is right. a fucking podcast for the people, by the people, we the people, we are the people, the masked people, the white people, the black people, the French people. We're all about love and being kind to each other, man. So let those fucking dogs bark, baby, and please bring us number five. All right. You? Number five, I'm going to say, goes to... One of the baddest songs by the Mighty Black Sabbath, the Road Warriors coming to the ring to Iron Man. Shit, I'm getting chills when you said that, man. I don't, I don't even, hear, I don't even hear it. That just, that just, oh man. Yeah. Oh, oh. I, there's not a whole lot to say. I remember I went back and watched uh, the first War Games recently. Okay. And they come out, you know, to Iron Man playing, and they come through. Because remember, dude, I'm still getting <laughs> fucking chills, man. You remember how close those crowds used to be able to get to the wrestlers when they came yeah. out back in the yeah. day? There wasn't the fucking wall of, you know, fencing with padding over it, and it looked like they were just coming through the fucking crowd, like they were going to get in the ring and poke JJ Dillon in the eye with the spike, and then he was going to cry like a little <laughs> bitch and lose. And, and you saw it on their face, and you felt it in the fucking music, and that guitar chord at the fucking beginning of Iron Man. 
It just bang. Fuck. I love fucking Sabbath. God damn. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, That's that, a huge pop. You know the roof came off the building when when that hit and them fucking road warriors come through. Boom, the roof blew off the buildings, man. What a huge pop. That's a that's a road warrior pop from that our man by Black Sabbath, man. Yeah, wow, I'm just, just chills just talking about it, man. Yeah, I, I, I don't even know out of the two if I like the Road Warriors or the Black Sabbath more. I just know I love them both. And <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like whiskey and Coke. I like them both, but when you put them together, you really got something, you know? But but citizens don't drink and drive. The Silver Scorpion is not condoning drinking and driving. I just want to be clear on that. Yeah. <laughs> But God damn, that was a hell of a mix, those two. Oh, man, I just got a big rush out of that. No pun intended from their future yeah. music. But, man, I, I was getting pumped and chills, man, just from hearing you talk about it. Oh, that's going to be hard. That's going to be hard to top because we're now into our top five. Uh, number four, coming in at number four, the Midnight Express. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is where the fans may have to correct me. I did a little bit of looking. I believe this was called the song was called The Chase. I think it was from the movie Midnight Express, and I think it was written by Giorgio Moroder. I think. But if I'm wrong, somebody please let me know. But that that little that little synth line at the din 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 and you see every fucking head in the crowd start bobbing. You know, it's just like that music was awesome. It was not super high energy, but it was fucking funky and groovy. And you could tell even the guys that were you know, heel-hating fans, man, who were just like, fuck you guys, rock and roll's going to kick your ass. But that music would start, and the whole crowd, you're watching them bob their heads. I was just thinking about movie Halloween for some reason. I don't know why. Um, so Midnight Express from the movie Midnight Express. And so that's the only one you, you, you kind of had a question for. Is that correct? Yeah, that's that's one. Yeah. I think the okay. song was called The Chase. I think it was by George okay. Moroder, But Well, you've done some research, so let's put yeah. this out there. Fans, and we did take some fan input, as, as the Scorpion mentioned earlier. There was some fan input to Jeremy's list, to my list, and, and now the Scorpion has incorporated some of these, uh, throwing them out at us. If you want to hit the BB, BB hashtag, let us know what you think about the Midnight Express coming in at number four. How about that? Because I, I think you're spot on, but let's see what the fans have to say. Yeah, okay? I mean, I, I could definitely be wrong. But, yeah, if somebody knows otherwise, please let me know so I can get a correction, whatever yeah. out there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, Bobby, I don't know if you can smell what number three is cooking, but would yes. you like to tell us what number three is? Yes, this is where the list kind of goes to a different direction. It's more of a sound bite, uh, just that theme. If you can smell what, the, and I can't do the rock, but coming in number three is the rock. If you can smell what the rock cooking, man, when that came, I mean, and what a huge star he went on to be. I mean, there's not enough say, to say about that, but that that comes in at number three. Is there a is there a song? Is there what, what's the gimmick there, man? You know, is it gimmick infringement or, uh, you know, is it just a, can you smell the rocks cooking? You tell I, me, Scorpion. Yeah, so there is a thing. There is going to be a trend now because we are kind of going from more old school yes. to, to more attitude era. Um, you know, we, hey, we got to quit using other people's music and start selling our own albums. That kind of thing is becoming a concern at this point. Music rights are becoming a problem. Uh, Bobby, I know you've heard Jeremy shit on the WWF many times, and I'm not going to beat the same drum continuously. 
But the one thing that Vince McMahon has done better than everybody else, than anybody else, is production value. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you know, you can say what you want about the product here and there, you know, spotty and different, whatever. But when it comes to fucking lighting, when it comes to camera work, when it comes to fucking pyrotechnics, when it comes to theme music, there is a consistent thing we'll see here. There is a sound at the beginning of each of these next songs that yeah. it is it is almost that kind of like name that tune i can name that tune in one note right, right fuck man you hear it and the rock is no exception um you know all these guys are kind of the the top three here and we kind of the same era it's gonna be a lot of the same notes we are probably going to repeat ourselves yeah as soon as you hear that and and you're right who who is a bigger fucking star than dwayne johnson that's anywhere, right man. any any time you know and that production They've always, the WWE has always been so far ahead of the curve in their production. And, and you know, again, we, we talked there about not shitting on people in a podcast and this and that. But what that, that attitude there that you're speaking about, these next three are kind of really intertwined. But, but you know, like you said, that when you heard that, you knew. And it's a, the WWE is more of an event. You may not be going to a wrestling show or a wrestling show. You're going to an event. And with that production, and when you heard that, can you smell? Man, the, the, again, the roof and a whole different era, as it brought in, I guess, the Attitude Era, the roof come off those buildings as well in these next three, uh, with number three being The Rock, like we talked mm-hmm. about the Road Warriors there. You know, they're coming out to, to Black Sabbath, but with that production of Vince and, and whoever else coming up with these, these, you know, themes and stuff, it just, it just blew the place apart. You know, you knew what was going to happen. Yeah. And that's going to take me to number two. And I, there's a little backstory as to number two and number one, but I'm going to go on this announce number two, because when you heard that glass shattering, you know, asses were going to get kicked. And that's Stone Cold's interest music. How about that? Number two, when yeah, that glass um, shattered, man, you knew someone was going to get an ass kicking. Yeah. Now, it's a beer drinking ass kicking. So when you you say Stone Cold, are we talking about uh, uh, the Ringmaster? Is that is that the guy we're talking oh, about? Oh no 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 no. Oh. Not. I'm talking about Stone Fuck, Cold who, Steve wait, Austin. Who? who Stone is, Cold said so. Here's the thing: whoever thought shaving your head and drinking a beer would make somebody into that big of a fucking star, man? Holy Someone shit! Someone sitting at home drinking a beer and watching something on fucking serial killers, and they saw that and they said that's a stone cold fucking killer, and they made a gimmick out of it, and they made a living out of it, and it fucking got over. And when that glass shattered, you, they, they and they couldn't get out of its fucking way either. There was right. no there. Yeah, I mean, here, Stone Cold. Yeah, you're right. So the glass breaks, fucking crowd goes berserk. And somebody's getting a boot in their ass, period. That's what's coming. Not only that, they couldn't fucking, they tried to make people boo them. They couldn't fucking do it. You what? Know? <laughs> exactly. They, that was one of those times where they, they, I mean, this was the start of the tweener as well. And I know we're, yeah, talking, we're yeah. talking about the music, but this was, Stone Cold is a fucking phenomenon, not a fucking person. You know what I mean? He yeah. is, he is the zeitgeist of the wrestling populace of the time going, fuck you, you can't tell me who to cheer for. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right, man. You hear that fucking glass shatter and your fucking blood goes cold. And that's it. <laughs> that's it, man. Yeah. That's it. So um, I'm going to let you introduce, num- introduce number one if you don't care. And I'm going to tell you how we kind of arrived at 
the difference between number one and number two if you don't care. Yeah. So well, give, give me something here. Yeah, absolutely. I'd like everybody to just, let's just take a second here. We're going to set a little mood. Right. We're, we're going to darken the arena. I want everybody just to picture it dark, dark as, as dark as you can imagine. And then off in the distance, you hear a funeral bell ring. That's all you had to fucking hear, man. You know the Undertaker's coming. That's and he's it. whooping somebody's fucking ass. Yep. Man. So, with that said, I'm getting chills again. I had a real hard time, for me, uh, with number two and number one. And when I turned my list in, I wrote a little note there. And and I loved all these, you know, when the rock, can you smell the rock cooking, to Stone Cold, to the Undertakers. And I'm not disputing the number one spot as the Undertaker's theme music because... As much as I love the shattering glass out of Stone Cold Steve Austin's, about a year ago, Paul E., Paul Heyman was on the Stone Cold uh, podcast, and uh, Stone Steve Austin was putting over the fact that as big a fan as he was of, of the wrestling business, much as he loved the wrestling business and being involved in the business, they was talking about some tour they had been on over in Germany. And Stone Cold was getting ready to do a big, uh, he was doing a loop, the two-week loop or whatever, over the European leg of it. Um, he had to work with The Undertaker. And he said, every night in the ring uh, on his podcast, you go back and check it somewhere along the lines, that um, when him, he would be in the ring. And when them lights went down, it was just fucking chilling. And he knew even though it's a work, we're going to get out here, we're going to bust ass. And he said he loved working with them because they really worked hard against each other. Of course, this is several years back. But he said even in the ring, when the rain and lights went down and that music come, it was an eerie fucking feeling, man. Like, you know, fuck, this guy's going to come out here and kill me. And Paul Heyman was blending in saying, man, you know, as many times as I've been down to the, uh, you know, shows and uh, whether I've been in the back or I've been out at the ringside and Undertaker's music hit, man, he said, this is about as real as it fucking gets right there. So that's why I said, you know, have to go up number one uh, because of Stone Cold said so. By God, it must be true, you know, to be in that to be in the ring, man, because I've been in the ring and heard different people's music coming, and I know who's coming out, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I get pumped. You know, here comes so-and-so, you know, whatever. And just like we was getting pumped up for JYD and, and for uh, Iron Man and all those, man, you're in the biggest arenas in the world wrestling against The Undertaker, and you're one of the biggest fucking stars in the world, which you said about Stone Cold earlier, man. Uh, an enigma of professional fucking wrestling. He's standing there going, holy shit, this is about as real as it fucking's going to get. <laughs> so, yeah, Undertaker's theme comes in at number one. Yeah. Um, I do want to say something, because originally when we were putting... <clears throat> I'm sorry. Originally... God, how does Clark can't do this? This is fucking exhausting. <laughs> Put your glasses um, on. Put your um, glasses on. Yeah, yeah. Um, Put your glasses back on. Yeah, yeah. When we, were, when we were putting this, or when this was being put together, you wanted to do themes and run-in music, but Jeremy has a hatred for run-in music, because... There would have to be 10,000 guys working the sound booth, constantly running out, checking to see who's coming out of the dressing room. Yeah. But I'm going to I'm gonna say that there is an exception here, because like you're talking, you know, fucking Stone Cold's in the ring doing something, or Triple H is in the ring doing something, and then the other guy's music hits, and you, you, it just it built the anticipation. It's the yeah. production value thing. That being said, I just for me it's just it's kind of annoying because I a couple times I've tried to watch Raw or anything in the last ten years, 
literally the first half hour of the show, you get 10 different theme songs every, every couple seconds. And it's just like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it is. And it's also the thing. Vince McMahon has trained his audience. They hear that first note for each of these guys. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's good and bad. I mean, I'm, I'm probably showing my age and being an old fuddy duddy here, but you no, know, you know, yeah. he's, he's, what he's done. He's educated his audience is what he's yeah. done. Um, you know, you said trained, educated, entwined any word you want. He's got them to where they're basically like problems dogs, you know. Yep. And that's not a dig. It's, it's no. a, like I said, it's a it's a sport, uh, sports entertainment business, and it's and I hate those fucking words, but it's when you go to you don't go to a show, you go to a WWE event, and and like you said, so we're kind of being you know redundant in saying so, but the way people react, but I'm. Along the lines of, you know, I'd rather not know who the fuck is going to do a run-in or when a run-in is expected. I don't want lights coming on. I don't want fucking someone's music hitting and this and that in a run-in. You know, I want I want old school, um, you know, when I hear someone's song, I want to know who the fuck is coming out. You know what I'm saying? And because I remember when wrestling, you didn't have a theme song. You just had two guys in a ring wrestling. And then when you go to the live show, you had a couple guys. They said, come into the ring now from such and such a place, you know. And so, um, ah, fuck. You know what I'm, Jeremy, you know what I'm going to do? Who? I'm, uh, fuck. Listen, Scorpion, you know what the yes. fuck I'm going to do? I don't know if you're aware of this, but Jeremy and I have a fucking rule that we can invoke at any time. And we have our top 10. We went from Hogan, Rude, Macho Man, Flair, JYD, Iron Man, uh, Road Warriors, Midnight Express, The Rock, Stone Cold, The Undertaker. But I'm going to put this rule out there right now because the first, or one of the first, if not the first, rock songs, greatest, one of the greatest rock and roll songs of all time with one of the greatest wrestling teams of all time. I'm going to invoke the Freebird rule and say when Leonard Skinner's Freebird hit, by God, every knee bowed, every head went down, and every hand went up in glory because they knew that the fabulous Freebirds, Michael P.S. Hayes, uh, Buddy Roberts, and Terry Bam Bam fucking Gordy were coming out. It was the fabulous Freebirds coming. So I'm invoking that rule. The greatest of all time right there, man. I'm invoking <laughs> it, Scorpion. I'm telling you right now, you can like our top ten. Hashtag is BBBB. But right now, I'm putting over number one on my list, the Freebird rule. Freebird by Leonard Skinner with the fabulous Freebirds hitting the ring. I don't know that there is anything to add to that. I mean... Yeah, I fucking the Freebirds rock. There's a reason this show has a Freebird rule. That's right. Um, and we're not going to abuse it. That's only the no, second no, no, time no. we've used it. Yep. So this is episode eight. We've only used it twice. So hey, man. Yeah. And, and I, I was going to ask. I was going to ask if if I was not mistaken. I was going to say now weren't the Freebirds the first people to ever use popular music to come into an arena? Um, I might be wrong, but I think I'm probably right. Well, I think in your mind, and I think in a fan's mind, and I think in my mind, that we're right. Uh, not to say that someone had, didn't do it before that, but I heard the story, you know, that the words were, you know, they were the first ones to use theme music to come to the to the ring with. Mm -hmm. And so um, I, I'm going to go with that. You know, that's that's to me, you know, the, uh, the story is, you know, um, they were the first. So the original, 
Yeah. And, you know. Um, uh, and fans, if you know someone else, that's fine. Let us know. But uh, I think on a national level, I think really, you know, the, the work in Mid-South and work in uh, Texas and, and, and work in uh, NWA and wrestling all those places, I think, you know, best of my memory, the Freebirds coming out to, to Leonard Skinner's Freebirds, one of, if not the first, to use popular music to come to the ring with. So yeah. that's the rule we're going to go with on this show. We're not going to have to fucking fact check everything. You know what I'm saying? We're here trying to have a good time. And, and, and we don't know everything about professional wrestling and don't claim to. We just like to have a good time talking about professional wrestling. And we hope you enjoyed our top ten. And we hope you enjoyed that we fucking invoked our free bird rule with that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. That being okay. said, there, yeah. there, there should have been. Here, here's kind of the thing I'm enjoying about the top ten format. Besides our occasional use of the Freebird rule, which we've only invoked twice, and and it's for the Horsemen and the Freebird so far, so you can't really fault us. Right. We will we. I, I know people will call a top ten list lazy. You know what? It makes us have to be selective because Bobby and I could sit here and talk for the next fourteen fucking hours, but we try to run a forty-five minute show. Right. We have to focus on these things, and when you focus on ten, you're going to have to throw out some of your favorites. You're not going to be able to keep them. Yeah. You know, and we can't have everybody. I'd love to do a top 20 list. We're not probably going to do that. You know, maybe one day we'll do five best, five worst of something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But I think the top 10 format, I, I'm hoping the listeners like it. I'm hoping somebody will let us know if it's working for us. But it, it makes us actually choose. And it makes us, you know, fuck, we get into it sometimes where we got to stick by our guns or agree, fuck it. You know what? We don't want that. Yeah. Because, you know, there's a lot of stuff we could have put in here. I mean, Von Erich's using Stranglehold. Bill Goldberg's song, while not energetic, one of the greatest entrances ever. Yeah. But, but it didn't get the crowd going, you know? Yeah. And the UFC still uses his entrance. The, the, I, I heard, uh, I just heard the other day, uh, Ted Nugent was on Joe Rogan, and, and Rogan was talking about, uh, uh, I think Randy Couture used uh, Stranglehold. And, um, you know, that movie Invincible, they use Stranglehold. That's, mm-hmm. That fucking song, I get chills talking about that song, but we had to throw some out, you know. Yep. We, we couldn't do a number 11, 12, 15, 20, you know. The, that's just kind of what we've done. So uh, with that said, though, I know we're wrapping up close to 45 minutes. We've said we're going to try to do about 45 minutes or less on each podcast. Yep. Scorpion, just to let you know. So I'm going to get some uh, a couple plugs in that I know about that I think Jeremy probably left you some notes there. I hope the fuck he did. But uh, the two things I want to bring up real quickly, uh, we have a GoFundMe. That money is to help Jeremy with uh, um, some hosting costs. We're not trying to make a dime off anyone, but you can go to the GoFundMe. Um, it's on a Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze uh, podcast. And also, I want to send out, I do want to give a shout out to Tex Johnson uh, because he come up with a page uh, on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel that people can find us at, and that's Bell to Bell Blaze Podcast on YouTube. So, Tex, you know, we got a lot of shit to talk about, and uh, we're going to be talking about more and more, but we do appreciate your efforts in helping us uh, behind the scenes with your graphics, and um, we appreciate your uh, being a listener and being a fan and being a friend. Uh, you got a package coming. It should be in the next day or two. 
And with that said, I'm going to turn it back over to Scorpion. And Scorpion, if you can fucking read anything at all that Jeremy left you, I hope you talk about his tiny URLs for his affiliate account, the GoFundMe. Uh, find me at Twitter at BobbyBlaze744. I'm not sure where you find the uh, Silver Scorpion at. I do know you find Jeremy over at the Geekish Cast. Uh, and also you can find our combined efforts put together on Twitter at Bell to Bell Blaze. And um, please give us a hit up at uh, 44444. Uh, four, 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 four. Damn, I've been there playing lottery number nine. BB, BB is our hashtag, Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze. Scorpion, I'm going to let you close it out. Well, the only way to find the Silver Scorpion is to call the police commissioner and have him shine the Scorpion signal on the edge of the buildings downtown. That being said, uh, yes, please, everybody, go check out Bobby's books. The One of the nice things about having Bobby on is he's got a lot of great stories, and he shares them in his books, which you can find on Amazon. It's the affiliate account for this podcast, for the Geekish Cast as well. TinyURL.com slash BlazeBook1, TinyURL.com slash BlazeBook2. That gets you the first one's Pin Me, Pay Me. The second one is I Kicked Out on Two, The Education of a Wrestler. There's some great stories in here. You'll hear about the time that, you know, Bobby into a first blood match and looked around and there was no blood yet, so he kind of knew it was coming. You'll hear about the time. <laughs> you'll hear about the time that he almost took a bump from, in the bathroom from Macho Man Randy Savage. I doubt that's, that's, right. that's on. Yeah. He also, you will hear about the time that Roddy Piper spit on him. Well, I spit on Piper. Well, you know, who's who's telling the story here, Bobby? I'm, okay. I'm going off of Jeremy's. I'm going off of Jeremy's. It's so. Jeremy's fucking nose. He probably I'm surprised he can write shit. What, the, what is it? You know, well, Scorpion. You may be is, my new best friend. I don't it, know. It is in Cran, so it's a little hard to get through. Uh, but, yeah, that guy he, written inside from the inside. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's a booger eating moron. That one. Oh God, finish this up, man. All yeah. right. Well, with that, I see the the Scorpion signal being shown. For the Silver Scorpion, for Bobby Blaze, so long, everybody.